Joining us right now on the Knockout Sports Show podcast and on the hotline is the head coach of the Helena Capital Bruins. It is Coach Kyle Mahelish. Coach, it is great to chat with you once again. I hope you are doing well. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Anthony. Doing well. Uh, getting through the summer. We've had a good summer in the weight room, and uh, hopefully this week get away with my family and go do a few things before the, the season hits. I was about to say, Coach, only a couple weeks away from the start of training camp, which gets underway August 13th, and we're at the tail end of this month. Week one begins for the high school football season. And, Coach, you kind of open with that, getting through the off season. You guys are essentially through that now. Um, so let me get your thoughts. How different was it this year for you guys in terms of and comparing to last year? Because, obviously, off-season training – I don't even know what form it took last year. How would you describe the form it took in getting through COVID and getting through the football season last year? Well, this summer obviously has been a lot easier than last. Uh, you know, we had so we had the COVID protocols that we had to follow all last summer. Uh, we kind of got into the weight room late uh, with the district decision. We could finally get in there in the middle part of June. The school board needed to make that decision. Um, you know, we had to obviously check every kid in. We had to check their temperature, ask them those main four questions. Have you been sick? Do you have a fever? Uh, masking was difficult, uh, especially when there, were, uh, there was physical exertion taking place. Uh, so, yeah, it was a very interesting summer, and obviously that continued into the season uh, when we had bus protocols and kids had to stay in the same seats uh, as we traveled. But, yeah, this summer's been far different, uh, far more enjoyable than last. Well, I was going to say, Coach, just, you know, how difficult was that last year? I mean, you guys, we got through the season, thankfully. Your team made the playoffs. You guys were able to get that in. We were able to get all those games in. Just how difficult was that, and, and how much stress did that put, not only on you, but in the kids as well? We talked about it and said, you know, this is going to be an inconvenience, but it's going to be how we treat it, just like, you know, the problems that come up during the season. I thought our kids took a good, a good approach to that. We just kind of said, hey, this is, this is what it is. I mean, we can sit here and gripe about it and moan about it, but that's not going to get us anywhere. At the end of the day, our main goal uh, is to win our game on Friday night. And how we prepare and get to that point, obviously, we can control. We, we talked about controlling the controllables, and those are the things that we can control. We can control our uh, attitude, our preparation, our effort how we approach the week, how we approach practice, how we approach the day. Uh, so we did a lot of that. So that was beneficial to us. And, you know, there are obstacles in life. And last year, obviously, that was, uh, COVID was a big obstacle for all of us. And, you know, I thought we adapted well, and we, we kind of kept our eye on the prize. And we ended up with a big playoff win there. A lot of people counted us out. We had a real young group last year. You know, at the end of the day, we were playing with five, six sophomores. Uh, and they grew up, and, uh, you know, it was a productive year for us. Well, we'll get into that for sure, Coach, because those sophomores are going to be guys we're going to be talking about here in just a second. But with that, you talked about the off-season training. You talked about going to those camps as well. I know you guys had a very successful MSU team camp. Um, so let me get your thoughts. What did you take away from the camps that you've seen, and what have you taken away overall from the off-season that you've seen from your guys this summer? Well, you know, we've, we've had a busy summer. We had uh, nine practices prior to going to the Montana State camp, and then obviously two big days there. Uh, we did go to the, the Grizzly uh, big man camp and the seven-on-seven shootout there. Um, and then we had four days of practice just, a, you know, a couple weeks ago. Uh, so we've had, you know, around 15 days of solid football this summer uh, after June 1st. Um, and I thought we, we've, we've come a long way. It's been nice to... Uh, 
to spend some time with the kids. The majority of them have committed. Uh, you know, you miss it's hit and miss kind of with the baseball kids and some of the lacrosse guys. But for the most part, we've had the bulk of our kids around. Uh, we struggled at times at the cat camp, but by the end, I mean, we were playing some real solid football uh, at the end of the second day. I thought we I thought we played pretty well. I was kind of impressed with our guys. Uh, kind of kind of sparked this into the rest of the summer as far as uh, weight training and um, so yeah I thought uh, being together, being together is always good and getting on a bus and we were we were staying on the uh, the campus of Montana State and you know, it's always good to do those those team building type things. Coach, it's interesting because just this past weekend the Helena Senators won the state championship. They'll be going to the Northwest Regional later this week. So let me get your thoughts on that, because I know you got some guys on that team, uh, obviously doing another sport, getting that competition. But at the same time, you got some guys that now have, you know, playing on that big stage and, and winning a championship. And again, no, it's not football, but uh, just getting that experience and having them competing and, and, and seeing that success as it leads into football season and ultimately training camp here in a couple weeks. No, it is. I mean, we always tell our kids, you know, if you're sitting around at home doing nothing, then you're wrong. I mean, you got to be involved in different sports. If you're not on the basketball team, you got to be on the wrestling team. You know, even if you get cut from basketball, you got to be. You'll be in wrestling, and we want you out for track, or we even we promote uh, lacrosse. Those kids, I mean, you know, that's hockey on grass, and watching some of those kids play lacrosse is uh, it's pretty impressive. It's good for them to compete. You know, I wish the Senators the best. I think they play tomorrow at 2 o'clock, I believe, is what I heard, in, in Gillette, Wyoming. But, no, it's, you know, in, uh, on the other side of it, to be honest with you, sometimes the the, the lacrosse and the uh, baseball frustrate you as a, as a football coach because, again, you want your guys around. And that's being a little selfish, but you do promote. You know, we don't give the kids a hard time, but you do as a coach have to remember the kids are competing. They're not laying around. They're not not they're not here because they've chosen. Uh, they're not here because they you know have other obligations. And for them to have success, um, you know, good for them. I mean, that's a you know I don't think Helena's. I think it was 2003 the last time the Senators won a state title, so they were due. Absolutely. Uh, we are here with the head coach of the Capitol Bruins, Kyle Mahelish, as uh, we are getting a preview of the Bruins here as we get ready for the 2021 high school football season. Uh, coach, let's talk about your team here as we get into 2021. Let's start with the quarterback position. How's that room shaping up right now? Uh, we really like the quarterback room. It's uh, uh, two right now two competitive kids vying for the job. Uh, two juniors and Joey Michelotti and uh, Hudson Groveham, uh, Bridger's younger brother, who started for us for two years. We've been able to evaluate them every day. I mean, starting you know after basketball season and after track season, and, and seeing how they uh, present themselves to their teammates and to their coaches and to the school, and they uh, you know were there every day. And sometimes one of them will miss, one sometimes another one will miss, but for the most part. Uh, those kids are there every day. I would say, you know, 90, 95% of the time. Uh, there are vacations that come up, but they've been competing all summer. Uh, they're both hardworking kids. They they both work hard in the weight room. Uh, they're very smart in the film room. Uh, they understand schematically what we want to do offensively. You know, right now it's neck and neck, and, you know, I don't know what happens going into the first week, you know, whether we designate a for-sure starter, and if someone hasn't separated himself um, from the other, and we may have a couple packages, one for each, and then we'll uh, get them on game, get some game film on them, and decide 
to see who uh, is going to be the guy the remainder of the season. Coach, uh, looking at the skill positions for you guys, because whoever that quarterback is is going to have some uh, nice weapons on the outside. One guy that comes to mind is a guy like uh, Tom Carter, who uh, did some really nice things for you guys in the passing game last year. Uh, how's his summer been, and who are some other guys that are going to help alongside him? Uh, well, Tom Carter's uh, had a had a good off season. You know, he's uh, he's, he's a good kid in the weight room. Uh, he does some good things. Uh, he, he does have a little. You know, he had some success on the track. Um, maturity level, um, you know, it'll be another year. Kind of, I think, uh, the beginning is Tom's sophomore year, it was, which is expected. Uh, it's it's a big boy's game. I mean, and, and, and some of those DBs and safeties get up on him and, you know, got after him a little bit. And then as the season progressed, he realized, you know, different ways of getting off the line of scrimmage and how to create space and getting himself open and those types of things he got better at. Uh, but we expect big things out of him this year. We've kind of structured our practices where each kid's, most kids are going to learn two positions. So we'll have uh, uh, Nick Michelotti playing some receiver. We'll have, uh, uh, obviously, Eric Cockiel will be one of our kids. Um, we'll have, a, you know, Mason Green will play a little bit of receiver for us. We'll, we'll also get Opitz out in the formation, and he'll be able to catch and, and block for us on the perimeter. Uh, so, you know, the good thing is, a good problem to have is that we have some weapons, we have some good bodies, we have some skilled kids, physical kids, uh, that we'll be able to get something out of. Coach, looking at your running backs, how is that room looking right now, and how's that competition shaping up? Well, a, a pleasant surprise uh, this year has been uh, Luke Sullivan. He's been a kid that uh, we've had him at DB, we've had him at... Uh, Receiver, we tried to get him a role as a backup quarterback, um, and now he's kind of settled in these last two seasons into I don't want to say a, a backup running back, but a, a kid that is going to get some time for us, real solid time for us. Our starter is probably going to be Dylan Graham. Uh, he came in about week three, four after kind of getting a little dinged up in two days. Uh, but then he came and you know gave us some productive time. So our kind of our main two guys probably are going to be Dylan Graham and Luke Sullivan. But then also we have two young kids that are going to get a little bit of time for us, spot time here and there. Uh, by a kid, uh, two sophomores, uh, Mateo Buni and Tough Adams. Uh, these two kids are physical. They're fast. They're great kids. They work hard. They don't miss anything. They love being around football. Um, and what's good about it is, so I mean, we have four kids, but there's not a lot of drop-off. I know that these two are sophomores, but there's not a lot of drop-off between Dylan Graham and, say, the two sophomores. So I'm excited about those four kids. Coach, you brought up Hayden Opitz earlier. And it's interesting because we're seeing kids like him. I think of, uh, like, Ryland Schlepp over at Gallatin. I know there's a few other guys that can be allowed to jump to mind over in uh, Glacier. But how much is it that we're seeing these bigger athletic kids now and we're seeing them kind of really test defenses through the middle, whether it be lining up a tight end spot or lining an H back and really just trying to create some mismatches? How much have you seen that, I don't want to say the evolution, but see some change in progression in the way the tight end position is used and who's playing it? No, it certainly has. I mean, football is real cyclical. I mean, when I was growing up, it was eye backs, split backs, pound the ball, veer. Then it evolved into all that. One backs, throw it around, and now it's kind of coming back to some two back stuff, H back. Uh, see, with those tight end H back type kids, obviously 
personnel-wise, it creates some problems for you defensively because when those kids are in the game, we call that 20 personnel when you have two backs and no tight ends, but tight end in the game depending on where they can align him. So, I mean, it gives you multiple, as a defense, it gives you multiple looks. It gives you multiple things that you have to defend, and especially if the kid has some speed, you're putting him out in the formation, or you're taking him out of the H-back position and you're putting him in the flat, you're swinging him, you're putting him on a flat route. Uh, so it does create some problems defensively. And then, obviously, if the kid is physical, he can block. So now, again, you've got, you got your two-headed monster. You've got a great passing game and or some boot action out of it, and you can run the ball. So, I mean, you can run your power. You can run your, your stretch or your zone. So it gives you a lot of options if you have a good physical H-back, and that's what Hayden does for us. Coach, let's talk about your offensive line. How's that group looking right now? You know, it's great to have your center back and Dylan Cunningham. You know, he's not a real big kid, but he is. Uh, he's, he's a senior. He's a veteran for us. Boy, he's physical. Uh, he's great in the weight room. He's a, he's a hockey kid, so he doesn't mind contact. He has, some, he has great physicality about him. Uh, he does everything for us up front. I mean, he sets the front for us. He sets the point. Uh, so he is the leader of that group, and he lets the boys know where, you know, where we're going and what we're doing. And it's it's going to be great to have him back to bring along some of the younger linemen that we're going to have playing for us. We're going to have some younger kids possibly there. We have kids fighting for it right now. We got about seven or eight kids fighting for four jobs. I would say that uh, Dylan uh, Cunningham is for sure going to be our center. So we have, you know, six seven guys that are probably vying for four other slots. Uh, excited about a kid, uh, gonna be a junior, uh, Austin Beamer. Uh, he's a big kid for five, two hundred. Um, he's gonna be a junior. Uh, we're, we're wanting him to win a tackle position. He's been working hard. Uh, his dad played for the Grizzlies. His mom played for the Grizzlies. His mom had a little stint in the WNBA. So he has some athleticism. Uh, you know, and you, you look at kids like that, and you kind of get after them once in a while, but you got to remember they're only 15, 16 years old, but he looks like he's a, a college football player. Um, but, no, I, I, I think once we kind of shore up our offensive line, I think it's going to be a real solid group for us. Right now we are with the head coach of the Helena Capital Bruins, Kyle Mahelish, as we're getting a preview of the 2021 Bruins. Uh, coach, uh, flipping it over to the defensive side of the football, you've had some great defenders over the last couple of years. You've had some guys that have really wreaked havoc along the defensive line. And uh, a guy that comes to mind is, is Talon Marsh already. I know he had Winkle last year. Um, what do you, first off, let's talk about Marsh, because I feel like he's a guy that's definitely going to vie for that sack title this year. Uh, so what kind of similar, what kind of Seasons he had. Talon might be our hardest worker. Um, he, he's had a great offseason. He, he, he's a kid you don't have to worry about showing up, working hard. Uh, you know, it's one of those kids that uh, you love having in your program because he sets such a good example for the younger kids or even his peers or even the upperclassmen when they see a kid working so hard. You know, I drove by the field last night. He, he gets into the shed. I leave the shed open for him and uh, he goes every afternoon, and he's he's working pass rush moves on the dummies, and he's work he's doing pad work on his own. You know, I'll just stop by and talk with him, and but he he he's, he doesn't have an off switch. He we're going to move him around. He's going to be a a shade for us. He's going to be a three technique. He's going to be a field five for us. We'll maybe find the the in certain pass rush situations. 
if we're not doing any games up front, we're going to try and find their the, the 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 guy that maybe is not as good as the others and put talent on him and just say, hey, let's go. Um, but no, it's exciting to have Talon back. He had a very productive sophomore year. Um, I'd have to go back to the stat sheets, but I think besides Winkle, Talon was our most productive defensive player, and that's as a sophomore. So, and he doesn't shy away from contact. He he's got a motor and he goes every play. He he doesn't quit. So it's fun. It's fun. It's gonna be fun to have him back. Coach, a couple of guys that you have on your defense are pretty outstanding. You know, we talk about talent there, but you also got Tucker Zanta, who we'll talk about in a second. But along the secondary, Mason Green, Alec Briscoe, how big is it on a defense that you have impact players at every level? you got a guy up front, you got a guy in the middle, and you got somebody on the back end. Well, no, it's big. I mean, you know, we always tell the defensive backs, or we always tell the defensive line the best thing for coverage is a great pass rush. And, you know, the, we tell our defensive guys we can't have those defensive line guys. We can't have those guys in coverage for very long. You know, if they're in there for two, three, four seconds, we're in trouble. Uh, but it's great to have our two corners back and Mason Green and Alex Briscoe. They've had a great offseason. They're two competitive kids. They're, they're a joy to be around. Um, they, they work hard. They're competitive. Uh, they love going up against receivers in one-on-one situations and scaly situations, even in team situations, you know, the – you kind of look at both of them, and you know, Alex didn't start playing football probably till his freshman year. Um, and, and Green, you know, was he was such a small kid growing up, but boy, you watch those two play, and it's fun watching them play. You know, obviously past defenders, but when they uh, get a perimeter run to them, they're not, they're certainly not afraid to shed a block and go tackle somebody. Coach, looking at your linebacker, Tucker Zanso, 51 tackles last year, a couple sacks as well, uh, got an interception, uh, some fumble recoveries. I, I don't really see anything this guy didn't do last year on the defensive side of the football. What does it mean to have him back, and what kind of offseason has he had? No, it's it's great to have Tucker back. He's he's our quarterback. You know, everybody says the, the Mike linebacker is our quarterback, and he'll move around for, for us at a Mike and a Sam, uh, wherever we need him. He, he's a very productive kid for us. His offseason has been fantastic. Tucker's a kid that doesn't miss. Uh, he's there every day, uh, very responsible. Uh, I had him in class last year. He's great in the classroom, very intelligent young man. Um, and I'm not just saying that because his dad's the principal. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Coach, no, but uh, Tucker, <clears throat> Tucker is a kid that sets everything for us. He sets the strength. Uh, he communicates to the defensive line. He communicates to the secondary when we're trying to set coverages, if we have adjustments. Uh, so he is hes kind of like having a coach on the field. I know that's cliche, but that's uh, thats what he does for us. Coach, going back to the secondary for a second, Mason Green, a guy that had five tackles for loss at two picks, also eight pass deflections. This guy just seems to have a nose for the football and is in the right position at the right time to make deflections. Um, what is it about this guy? How instinctive do you get the feeling he is when it comes to being in the secondary? Oh, he's he's real instinctive. And what allows Mason to make plays like that is that he's a he's, a, he's an intelligent kid. He understands leverage. He he's a film guy. He studies his opponents. He understands you know down and distance. Uh, maybe the demeanor of his opponent and how he's coming out of the huddle. Um, for me, he understands formations and what the opposition and the offense wants to get out of maybe certain personnel groupings. And, you know, he, he's, a, he's kind of a student of the game. He, he enjoys that part of it. He's very coachable. 
Uh, and, you know, he's got, he kind of got a little, I don't know how to say it appropriately on the air, he's just got a little something to him. He's got a little... Uh, Got a little attitude, I guess. Not not in a bad way. He just uh, he wants to compete, and he, he doesn't he doesn't want to get beat, and he wants to make those plays. And you know, when something does go wrong, which it does as a defensive back, he's 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 a little angry at himself for you know a, a second, and then he's moving on to the next play. Right now, we are with the head coach of the Capital Bruins, Kyle Mahelich, as he's joining us on the Knockout Sports Show podcast. Uh, coach, let's talk about the uh, special teams aspect of the game. Uh, how's that looking right now? Well, we do have a returning kicker coming back. We'll see how healthy he is. He's, we've kind of laid him low a little bit. Uh, uh, latter part of the end of school, he kind of tweaked his back uh, while doing a clean. Uh, so we've kind of just let him rest this summer a little bit. He's doing a little bit of kicking. Uh, but he was our PAT uh, field goal guy and our kickoff guy. Um, and we do have two soccer kids that have expressed interest that uh, they're going to come out. and So they're going to be with us as well. So, you know, one thing about the kicking duties is, you know, if, you, if you're a guy that can kick it in the end zone and if you can kick some field goals for us and make sure we're getting the PATs in, you're going to be the guy that plays. Uh, so we do have options. We're going to have, you know, three guys there vying for that, that spot. Um, our punter is probably going to be Nick Michelotti, a junior, big kid for us. When he's going to be the first guy off the bus, he gets off the bus. He's about 6'3", 6'4". Uh, looks like he should be in a Vogue magazine. Um, <laughs> he's going to be our punter. We're going to move our punter a little bit this year. We're going to have a little rugby-style punt. And he's an athletic kid. If we get it on the edge, he's going to have the green light to go if it's a reasonable, you know, fourth and three, four. Uh, but we're going to block that perimeter. And he punted for us last year as a sophomore, so it's not going to be new to him. You know, he struggled at times last year, but it was something he never did. So and we were struggling to find a punter, so we said, we got to find one of our most athletic kids. We're just going to teach him how to punt. And so that's what we did last year, and he's been working on it in the off season. And so special teams-wise, I mean, we're going to have good competition at the, at the kicker spot. And uh, punting-wise, hopefully Nick can get that done for us. Coach, let me get your thoughts, turning your attention to the Western AA Conference. Uh, like you mentioned earlier, you know, last year you guys go on the road, you get a big win in the postseason against the Butte Bulldogs. I know it was a conference-only schedule last year, but there's obviously a dogfight and only gets harder this year. Uh, never gets any easier in the West. So give me your thoughts on the Western AA this year. Well, I'll just start in town here, obviously. Hill and High is going to be pretty darn good um, when you have Hewitt being recruited by everybody in the Northwest and He's obviously settled in on going to Montana, uh, but he's a he's a, he's a swinger. If they can protect him, he's going to be okay. I mean, they're going to move the ball and put up some points. Uh, defensively, they're always good. Scott Evans does a great job. I mean, they got probably the you know besides I would be biased, but besides Callum Marsh, I'd say Squirrel's got to be one of the best one of the best tackles in the state. Uh, so if you can't count out Hill and I. Uh, you know, Sentinel obviously is going to be good again. I think they're just going to reload. I know they lose the majority of their starters, and a lot of those kids went two ways. Uh, but Sentinel is going to be good. I know when we went up and we had a battle with their JV crew, and they, they're going to have a lot of kids filling back in. So I'm sure Sentinel's probably the top dog in the West. You know, Coach Gray and Butte, um, my gosh, they got a, enough speed. They could lend us some. But they. <laughs> They, and, that, and that fits their system. They're going to check the ball around, and obviously uh, Butte's going to be competitive. They're going to be good. 
Uh, Big Sky, I haven't seen them this summer, but Coach uh, Johnson always puts together a solid product, just hard-nosed. When you go when you go play Missoula Big Sky, you better strap it up and be ready because they're physical. Um, and Hellgate, you know, Coach Morris, he loves checking that ball around. And from what I saw at the Grizzly camp, he got another kid that's I think he's going to be a junior, a lefty. He's throwing that ball everywhere, and they've they got five wide and. Um, you know, a little bit, I guess it'll be kind of Hellgate can run the ball a little bit as well to help with that passing game. And obviously, Coach Bennett up there, Glacier's got the big stud up there. Um, boy, we saw him at camp. He's a big kid, physical. I know he's a big weightlifter, powerlifter. He certainly looks the part. Uh, one thing I was happy about us last year, I know they got after us in the second or the fourth quarter last year, but, you know, we were, what, 21 20, I think, in the fourth quarter. and we ended up holding him, uh, I think, to 59 yards. Mm. So I know our kids. I think our kids are our kids take pride in that. You know, that's one thing we do defensively is we want to take away your big guy or your two, one or two guys and make you beat us somewhere else. Um, and Flathead, you know, I don't know what uh, Cummings has. I don't know what I don't know what's coming back for the Braves, um, and I don't know what his plan is as far as offense. I'm sure the defense will stay somewhat similar from what Coach Upham was running there. But maybe not. Maybe they're going to overhaul everything. But that'll be interesting. So I'm going to wait to see what they're going to do. On We'll see them on film, obviously, before we go up to Kalispell and play them. Or I guess they come to us. But, no, the West is going to be nothing's easy. I mean, nothing's easy in the double-A. I mean, you got to you got to, you got to prepare every week, and you got to be ready to go because there's some good coaches out there, obviously, some good physical football players. And uh, it's a grind. Coach, we'll end with this. As you guys get ready here in a couple of weeks, you'll open up against the Bozeman Hawks uh, with non-conference play. You'll be seeing some of the East teams. Uh, so just give me your thoughts on opening up against Bozeman. Well, Coach Wensch, does a great job. I know they've separated themselves now, obviously, with Gallatin. I know uh, Coach Wensch loses a lot the big senior class. Uh, and, you know, it's always tough to kind of rebuild on that. But we did go up against them in Bozeman. And they're going to be just fine. Uh, they're good. It's going to be a dog fight. It's, you know, Coach Wesley does a good job as far as taking advantage of his personnel and putting them in the right spots and uh, having them success. I mean, or getting them some success. I know. Uh, I go back to that state championship game when he went over to Butte and beat the Bulldogs there. And I don't know how many times he ran the football, but he only passed the ball seven times, and they win the state title. So. Uh, he sticks with what he has, and uh, he sticks with the guys he trusts. Uh, they're always good up front, uh, offensive and defensive line. Uh, he does a good job of coaching those guys. So, yeah, we're going to have our hands full game one. It's going to be it's going to be a battle. My featured guest is the head coach of the Capital Bruins, Kyle Mahelish, as he's been giving us insight into his 2021 high school football team. Coach, thank you so much for the time. Thank you so much for the insight as well. Enjoy the rest of the time that you have off before the start of training camp and look forward to chatting, chatting with you once the season gets here. All right. Thank you, Anthony. Appreciate it.